Welcome to HopSack, a beer podcast with an InfoSec problem. I am your host, Effen, and I'm here tonight with Paulo Drinking. Hi, Effen. How are you? Good. How are you? I'm doing well. Okay. Doing well. well, that's excellent. You're ready to have some good beers or beer tonight? Beers. Beerses? Beerses, please. Yeah, but since this is kind of a, an InfoSec-related podcast and you're somehow involved with InfoSec, maybe you want to say, tell us a little bit about what you do? Sure, sure. Not. So I am a, I'm a risk compliance and privacy manager uh, by way of internal auditor, by way of PCI phone support password reset guy. Um, so I've seen a lot of different environments, a lot of bad practices and um, try to keep people in line to the best of my abilities in my current gig. Okay. And have you seen some bad guidelines in beer drinking too? or um, the, the worst guidelines I've seen in beer drinking would have to be beer mile guidelines, which, as you know, require a 5.0 or higher percent beer. Um, and... Uh, require you to consume one 12 ounce beer every quarter mile. I, I feel that those are bad guidelines in beer. Okay, we can talk a little bit about beer mile later because, yeah, you and I we have InfoSec in common, we have beer, and also the, the running thing that, that, that we do. So, but this is quite which true. is which is not, not, not a bad thing, right? We gotta burn the calories somehow, but um. And how long have you been doing everything that you do for InfoSec? How long have you been doing that for? Seven or eight years at this right. point. Um, came in came in fairly late in in my career, uh, but made it eventually and have found a home there. So, how about the appreciation for good beer? Was that before or after InfoSec? Ah, that was well before InfoSec. See, I. Uh, as a sophomore in college, so pre-21, I lived in a duplex, and the neighbors next door were always drinking bottled beer instead of the, the natural ice or the natural light or Milwaukee's best ice that we were drinking because it's all we could afford. And they were as broke as we were. And so we finally went over and said, guys, what are you doing that you can afford all of this fancy beer in bottles? And they said, oh, we homebrew. Oh. And that was drinking enough bottles to be able to bottle a batch of homebrew was how I developed an appreciation for some of the classical styles. Um, the Bass English Ale, your Sierra Nevadas. Yeah, you are one of the, the people that I know that actually like the, the classic styles and you understand them much better than some of us do. So what was the first, what, what was the first type of beer that you made? The first type of beer that we made was a pale ale, just a standard American pale ale that was infected, so it doesn't count. The second successful attempt was uh, an English porter that was completely true to style um, and lasted all of a week once it carbonated. And do you still brew? Here and there, here and there. There are competing obligations, and I still hate to bottle. So it's, uh, and I think it's fairly, it's fair to say that the, the availability of good beer 
these days. Quite, quite. The, quite in the, especially where, what region, where, where do you live? I'm, I'm in Chicago. So okay. there's, a, there's no shortage of good craft beer within walking, running, or public transit distance from anywhere, really. Yeah. So from, so you've been appreciating and brewing and doing all this with beer way before craft beer became sort of a thing. Which one was your favorite beer when, like, craft, especially being in Chicago, I guess it would be, like, in Chicago. What was the beer that you're like, wow, this is kind of good now? Or um, Mad Hatter, uh, New Holland's Mad Hatter in the early 2000s is the beer that kind of opened our eyes to what what a good craft beer should be. Um, Sierra, Sierra Nevada was always reliable, um, relatively affordable, but when we would, we would splurge on a, a six of Mad Hatter or the Poet, um, because Midwestern availability had old California stuff coming in mm -hmm. and hit or miss East Coast stuff. So we needed something more local. Let me refresh my mind. Matt, Matt Hatter is... New Holland Brewing Company, right. pretty standard American IPA. IPA. Slightly, American IPA. slightly West Coast. Because I thought they had variations of Matt Hatter. They do now. They, oh. they did not. Um, the only variation when I was really enjoying it was the... Um, God, was it Black Hatter? So it was a black IPA. Okay. Um, and then they also make Magic Number Nine. Is that no? That's um, that's Magic Hat, the Vermont, the Vermont mm -hmm. macro. Yeah, um, I'm confusing. Actually, with probably something else. Not gonna cheat. Not gonna look on Untap and stuff like that. <laughs> For now, um, right now, what are we drinking? What is this? The Aslan Neutrino. Uh, it is a double dry hops India Pale Ale. It's quite unique, um, fairly milky in color, if I had to describe that aspect. A strong Simcoe, strong, strong Simcoe hop nose. Um, not as much of the floral that I've associated or the citrus that I associate with the Aslan IPAs that I've tried to date. Um, and then a uh, really heavy lingering bitterness that has some hot vegetalness. Yeah, this is fairly fresh. I bought this, so I went to Schmookon partially and but on my way to the venue, I, Aslan has a new tap room in Alexandria. So oh. they've had this they had the brewery in what's the town? Herndon? I think is the name of the town, but now they have a, another facility in Alexandria, which is much closer. So yeah, so I bought a bunch of beer to bring back, and this is one of them. But yeah, it's, I was fortunate to go there in November, I believe, and I also got a bunch of IPAs. I don't know if I gave you one or not. I, but it, it has this, I don't know if hop burn is the term, but... We, we can make it one. Like it's it's delicious, but quite. But if you look, it looks like a New England style IPA, but it's not sweet at all. 
No, it, and it doesn't have the body that you would associate with a New England IPA. It's, yeah, it's, it's not, not quite as oatmeal. Yeah, it's not quite as creamy yeah. or as thick in the mouth as you would. But expect. it's good. It's refreshing. It's, mm -hmm. That's okay. our first beer. If only it were warmer, then it would. Yeah, that would be. It would hit the spot a little better. Yeah, we'll fix that soon. So Matt Hatter, that's that's good. And then what's the latest or the, what, what kind of beer or brewery or what have you been mostly appreciating lately? I, I've, I've been of two minds lately. Um, it is winter, so uh, a, nice, a nice stout is, is always appreciated. Um, or some porters also will, will hit the spot. Um, Although I haven't picked any up recently, which is on me. Um, I, in terms of things that I'm appreciating that I can drink year round, definitely um, Phase Three out of um, Lake Zurich, Zurich in yeah. in the Chicagoland area. Um, the Whimsical Promise was the most recent four pack of theirs I picked up, and that did not disappoint. Um, is that last week's? No, that's the one that you gave me. That must have been in January. Oh, okay. Um, or maybe the second. Maybe the second. Anyhow, so I, that's yeah, one of your one of your favorites. That's lately. That's been that's been great lately. Uh -huh. um, and what I've been looking for lately, but not finding, are ESBs. So again, classical styles. Um, but I I went to Wales, London, and Dublin. Zay, do you need an ESB too? Uh, for my honeymoon uh, a few years ago, and was able to just drink British styles, and yeah. um, have come back and just been disappointed in the lack of the lack of good ESBs or bitters um, that are available in the market. So that's that's what I've been looking for. But I've been unable to find. So, since you brought up the trip, what's your take on just putting the dog away? Um, what's your take on how receptive, let's say, the UK is to to this new wave of crap beer? You said you had, let, let me rephrase this, you said you had a whole bunch of good ESVs and the classic styles and so on and so forth. But obviously they see a lot of breweries there in the UK, right? You have Cloudwater, you have... Beaverton was Beaverton, one. Um, now all the names I forget now. Yeah, and I've got, I've got two mugs, uh, you know, two, two proper pint glasses at home that are non-traditional breweries that were... They were great. Um, they're so are they like, yeah, this sucks. This is not gear, or no? I, 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 I mean, thinking of Cloudwater and, and Beaverton in particular, I, I think they've those brewers have gone, have come over or had stuff shipped to them, and you can tell that they enjoyed. What was it? It's like mustache oil or something. I think it was called. It was a black IPA from uh, Beaverton that was absolutely delightful is that like cascade 
the perfect cascade hit balancing with the bitterness of the black malt. Um, and that was, I found that two or three different places and was willing to have it two or three different times because I enjoyed it so much. Nice. Um, and yeah, the, the cloud water stuff that I was able to get my hands on was, was pretty comparable to, what was I have At the time I was getting exposed to some Trillium yeah. um, and it was maybe not as good, but comparable, I would say. Yeah, the other brewery that I like from that area is uh, Willem, I think is the name. They make really good New England style IPAs. Yeah, and then there um there was a monk monk something. Northern monk. There, yes. Yeah, that's another one. That was that was also I have some cool labels too. Oh, very much so. Yeah, I had. I was lucky that I went there last year for a conference, and the day before the conference there was a cask ale beer oh. festival. Oh. Which was different from all the festivals that I've been going to, and but it was good. The beer was good, but very traditional. But they had some of the new, the new school breweries, and but it was just not the style was different. The style of the the festival was was not like the, the beer festivals that we go around. So they they actually took your tickets then, or they had a card. That they will mark, they would mark different little squares for every tenth of a liter that you had of the beer. So you show up, they give you a big pint, or you had to buy a big pint that you could return later, which was cool. So you just pay the deposit. But you say, I want half of a pint or a quarter of a pint, and they would price it accordingly. And yeah, Oof. and then the price would vary depending on the beer and brewery and how much you drink, and that was interesting. And funny enough, I didn't have any money on me. So I'm like, do you take cards? They're like, yes. And I'm like, but what if I don't drink all these, I don't know, 40 pounds? Oh, we'll give you money back later. Just come back <laughs> with the card. I'm like... This is better than ATM. So that's what I did. That is, that's far better than international ATM fee. Yeah, or the risk or whatever. Cool. So beers, you like this beer, got kind of... Yeah, it's... It's all right. It's all right. It's not, it's not the best I've had from this brewery. It's not the best IPA or double IPA. Okay. So I'm going to open another beer. But in the meantime, so let's talk about beer, Mile. Let's talk about running and beer. Oh, absolutely. Is that something that you enjoy? I, uh, well, actually, Effin, you're responsible for my, my running habit, um, less so for my drinking habit. I couldn't pin that on you. Well, the responsibility for my running habit is beer, so thank beer. I, I thank it every day that I drink it. Um, Oh, this is exciting. So that's the release from last week. What, what is that? This is a Phase 3 Brewing Company Abstract Technicality, a double IPA with Citra, Trident, and Galaxy. That was uh, one, of the, one of the caveats that I forgot to go down um, talking about when I started appreciating good beer. I remember when Amarillo, Amarillo, was the the hot hop 
and getting zombie scoring a six pack of zombie dust was akin to winning the lottery. Yep. Um, Hmm. So is this a good beer for the beer mile? Oh no, eight percent. Eight percent. Yeah, no, that's that would, a little bit too much. That would absolutely devastate you. The, I mean, the so things I learned from last year's beer mile. Cheers. Cheers. Um, Much better than the last. Much, much. That galaxy is an interesting finish on this, though. Yeah. Um, but if you if you leave your beer at room temperature, then more carbonation releases when you open it, so you you don't end up quite as gassy. Um, if you're running on a track for a beer mile, you'll notice you you follow in a funk of the the burps and farts of the faster runners, um, and it's just a so explain to people what a beer mile is. Oh, of course, I'm sorry. Um, so a beer mile is a challenge wherein one runs a mile while also chugging four beers, um, which have to be 5.0% alcohol by volume or greater. Uh, you must finish your a beer um, before each lap. If you vomit, you're required to do a penalty beer and a penalty lap. Oh, there's a penalty beer too? I thought it was just, just oh, a lap. I thought it was a... Maybe it was a penalty water. I don't I thought there was a penalty beer. Maybe not. Um, no one vomited at ours. We didn't have to invoke that clause. Which is good. Which is around. very fortunate. That was quite a public venue. To... Yeah. And given like room temperature in Chicago land could be very cold. True. But it was it was warmer than warmer than outside. What beer did you choose for the beer? I had Coors Banquet, which So did I. I I believe you brought mine. Oh, okay. Um, I would have. And we had the the stubby right, bottles, which right? which I think. Do you think those were better, or do you think a long neck would have been long easier? neck would be better because you yeah. just want the beer to go down your your throat. Right. So I think I think if I do it this year, I'd do Budweiser instead because that's a long neck in bottles yeah. and meets the ABV. Maybe we should do a white white claw mile. Oof, the the basic a basic the mile. Basic mile, yeah. I, it could happen. It could happen. Yeah, maybe summertime. Uh, yeah, it, it would have to be right. <laughs> you can't do that while it's cold. So we're talking about running. Let's deviate a little bit from this. Do you you're training for, for um, something right now? I'm training for a half in Milwaukee in April, and then uh, Detroit the full in October. So, so Detroit is before Chicago. Or? Detroit is the week after Chicago. Week so after I'll be able to cheer on on my Chicago peers and then go run Detroit. Yeah, and you ran Chicago last year, right? Ah, first ever. Uh, what a what a nightmare getting there. But I, well, you, I signed up for another one right after I finished. So, <laughs> but you were so were you happy with the beer station? Uh, the beer stations, uh, so the, the sponsored MRC station was was my favorite. That had, yeah. that had good company and good beer. But I, I attribute the five or six B 
beers that I had along the way and the two shots of Malort with helping me to get across the finish line because my training had tapered off in September more than it was supposed to. It happens, right? It does. Injury. Well, you, you finish with a, a Malort smile yeah. in your face. That is, that's good. That is accurate. Yeah. So what's your, this is a tough one, because I don't have the answer for me. What's the best beer ever? I have been thinking about this since you sent me the questions. Yeah. Um, and, and this was the one that I, I put time into a response that I really tried to think about. And I, I went back through my untapped history, like going back to the beginning. Um, and I looked at, I looked at everything I'd given a five-star rating to. And I realized that when I was giving those out, I was, I was being way too generous. And then I looked at recent beers and thought about what I've enjoyed. And, and all of those were, were four to four and a half and nothing had exceeded that four and a half mark. I don't think if you put a gun to my head, I could answer that question. I, I remember fondly the Cantillon Bio Creek um, a Beal Creek probably is how they would say it. Um, yeah. From 2018. Um, I won't forget the first time I had Kentucky breakfast out. Um, just something about the atmosphere or that particular bottle was exceptional. Did you get some this year or this last year? I have... I must have, because I generally do. But I, it wasn't the release happened, and I hopped into a, I hopped into a cab and <laughs> went to a grocery store. That this I, year they came out with this espresso, the KBS. No, espresso. definitely have not had that. So Kumas had that on tap, or still has that on tap. Oh, interesting. Yeah, I, I had that. It was it was really good. Right, founders went through some rough patches last year. That's true. That's so I true. think, yeah, people are kind of like, yeah, founders. But the beer is good. Yeah. The, I mean, it's they ignoring their politics as much as one can uh, yeah. for anything. It's they've been around so long and they did such a good job of introducing interesting things interesting not quite cutting edge but just behind cutting edge so smash beers like their mosaic promise um, at a price point that really is competitive with other kind of less desirable macros yeah so then you get your college kids into oh this single malt single hop ipa <laughs> this is delightful instead of them drinking blue moon and I, I, I appreciate them for doing that. Do you think, obviously, there's the availability and the price point for most of, not, not all the beers, but most of the beers, the good beers, they're more accessible. Do you think people care? Like, obviously, in mode, I lost touch with the youngsters, but I remember when, when I was young, if I bought, funny enough, like these days, Corona, like people are like, ooh, you're buying Corona. It's not Natty Light, right? Right. You have a you have a real job. I'm like, yeah, I guess so. I don't know. 
And now I'm like, yeah, like I drink shitty beer occasionally because it has, it has its, its place and time, but um, I don't know if other people really care. Um, I, I think that the, the, what you described that, oh, you're, you're fancy, you're drinking Corona instead of whatever's coming in a can that we're drinking. Um, I think that still exists to some point. Now I think that there's a different dichotomy though. in like the craft scene thinking about the bottle shares that I've been to or the, the beer geek friends that I, that I have who, you know, post their Saturday night of just a lineup that's, you know, $150 in cans of just exquisite new England IPAs, really rare stouts. And that's their Friday night. And they're looking down at someone who's drinking, well, maybe not vocally, but sometimes you can hear it in their voice. They're looking down at you for having picked up that mosaic promise and the 30 rack of hands. Yeah. Because as you said, there's a, there's a time and a place for cheap beer and that's usually after six or seven good beers. Yeah, exactly. But so you mentioned bottle shares. What do you think of bottle shares? I love them. I, I, always feel that I've brought the worst thing at the table um, just because I'm, I'm still working on remembering that it's a, it's a, a giving and a sharing event. Um, you know, you have to, you want to bring something interesting. You want to bring something that contributes to the, the overall conversation and the overall tenor of the evening. Um, but I, I was so broke for so long that, that bringing, bringing that really good bottle is still hard for me to do. But yeah. I, the chance to just try 10 really special beers with gener generally with people you like. I, Usually that helps. You, you, don't, you don't invite strangers you dislike <laughs> to a bottle share or someone does and then both of them don't get to come back. Um, I guess it happens. I don't know. I like bottle shares. I think it it is a good idea. We some of the good beers, some of most of like the richer beer beers, like what comes to mind is like the brewery, right? They make mm -hmm. like the seven fifty bottles. They're super like strong and or and or sweet and like cardamom and like. Everything else, like that, their shamrock like, shake stout, that oh, yeah. So, oh, if you like, much. yeah, can you drink like half of a bottle? You could, but are you gonna enjoy something else? Probably not after that. So, yeah, I like bottle shares for that, but I also like the fact that cans are seem to be thing to go now, even for talking about the brewery, right? They They have cans now. Whoa, I have not seen that. Is that just West Coast or is that... No, you can way find it. Oh. Yeah, I don't know where you can find them, huh. but you can find them. I found like some of their, like, uh, how do they call the The stouts. Hmm. The coconut, what is it called? Coconut macaroon, something. It's a green can. Uh, super good. But So that's the right amount, right? Um, oh yeah. 
but yeah, that helps. And cans help with like traveling with beer and yeah, made it made it so much much easier. Oh, for sure. Uh, for sure. It's on the list here for the question two. What's the worst beer? Not the worst beer because we had our moments with bad beer. But what's the most disappointing beer? Maybe you're like, oh, I really want to try this, and it was like, ooh, not what I expected. And that could vary, right? Wrong moment, wrong temperature, wrong. Yeah, yeah. Um, Whatever. I the the first time I had Pliny the Elder, <laughs> it was a a very old bottle that had not been cared for. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was it was. That particular bottle was very cardboardy, um, slightly sweet, um, and, and just profoundly disappointing because we were all so excited for it. Somebody yeah. carefully brought it back, but they didn't actually care for it while they yeah. were bringing it back. They hadn't checked the date. It was old. Um, and, you know, that's one of those that's one of those that you just you heard so much about. Um, especially thinking back to the late nineties, the two thousands, um, that in that context was incredibly disappointing. And then I had a good bottle and it was, Oh, Oh, (laughs) this is, this is what people are excited about. I understand this now. Um, and this week, as we speak, they're releasing, Pliny the Younger for the first time in bottles. A, a, a gentleman I went to high school with went to the bottle release and they sold out while he was still online. Oh, no crap. Wow. So he, there were like six, I followed, I followed that story very closely on Instagram. Oh, that's and, and, uh, sad. And he, his, his band had, had four tabs that were just un, unripped huh. at the end of that experience. Can I saved those for So speaking of Pliny the Elder, I have my story is kind of the opposite of that. I I think the first time I had it was I made a point of going to the brewery just because I couldn't like I'm like I'm gonna go to California, I'm gonna just go to to Santa Rosa. That's where their their brewery was at the time. Now they have the new one that I haven't been to, but had their beer there and was happy. They have good pizza, which is also fun. Um and then I bought Bottles, bought bottles to bring back home, brought bottles for a friend, friend's birthday, friend who lives in the, in the Bay Area. So I'm like, this is a nice gift. So it was a su- surprise party. We showed up and I gave him six bottles of Pliny the Elder. He pops, he's like, oh, thanks, man. Pops one and starts drinking out of the bottle. And I'm like, okay, fine. A week later. He text messaged me. He's like, man, I am really, 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 really <laughs> sorry. I had no idea you gave me like what that beer was. I'm like, no, that's fine. You seem I, to be enjoying that in between your shots of Jack Daniels. But I, I, I So he he became a really good fan of of Pliny and other good beers. But I, I think that that's I think that's one of the things about beer that I like is some days, if it's if it's tasting good and and you know the the person is in the right mood, you can just maybe it's not reverent to the to particular craft beer, but you can just take them down. Yeah, true. And they 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 just 
they taste so good. Yeah. Um, and even people who don't necessarily care about craft will, in between shots of Jack Daniels, try a really interesting, really well-made beer and be like, oh, yeah, this is, this is great. I, I really like this. This isn't what I'm used to drinking. And even if they can't put their finger on why they like it, it's still, they can tell that it's better than than the, the normal. Better than, than what they're normally drinking. Yeah. Yeah, this this friend, along with a couple more from California, that's actually how I, I started getting um, to, in, to appreciate craft beer. There was a brew pub that was not that great, but the beer was good, and we met the brewer at the time, who's our, this has been maybe about 15 years or so. And this guy made a really good ESB. That was his flagship beer. And that's what I drink for the longest time. And he had a brewery until not too long ago that was doing well and haven't really, it's one of those you don't want to ask what happened. Right. You know? Right. But um, yeah, they, they shut down not too long ago, which is a bummer. But he was making some good IPAs. They, they were doing well, apparently, but and now they're gone. So. Yeah, that's I um the the guy that I started homebrewing with when we graduated from college. He went on to get a brewing certificate, and for almost ten years, he brewed at a little brewery in Cleveland and was making some incredible stuff. He was really doing interesting things with Belgians. Um, and Belgians and rum barrels, interestingly oh. enough. Uh, but then, you know, they took him into the office one day and said, we're, we're done with you. And, hmm. uh, he's, he's not making beer anymore, which is really unfortunate. That was getting input when you're talking to a, an actual brewer on a commercial batch. Like, do you think I should have more biscuit? Like, what about special B? Would that work here? And it's like... <laughs> Yeah, it might. It might. That little raisin note from the special <laughs> bee, and that's what we want. Because if you mess it up, you're going to mess up a bunch of beer. Yeah, it's, uh, the, the quantity is a little more than five gallons. Which... So when you go, let's talk about Chicago. No, let's not talk, let's not talk about Chicago yet. So you travel to Ohio every once in a while. You go to Missouri every once in a while. Yep. Any any bottle shops, any bars that you get good beer, or you just when you go, you don't care. You just Vin Diesel style, just go and come back. I mean, uh, it's in in Missouri. Um, Mother's Mother's Brewing Company in Springfield. That's it. Uh, Mother's Brewing in Springfield is absolutely phenomenal, um, and they're they were one of the early adopters, so their distribution is really good. Um, when I was dating my wife, she had her brother bring up a couple of bottles of Three Blind Mice, which is a really um, just a really solid brown ale that they do um, in Cincinnati. If you go 
Rheingeist has got an incredible tap room. It's very reminiscent of the German beer, the beer halls. Um, Christian Moorline, pretty mediocre beer, but it's right on the river. Um, so that's nice. And then uh, Jungle Gems is the bottle shop of choice in Cincinnati. He um, He's had a beer guy for the past 20 odd years and just consistently has the best selection. Um, they rotate through stock quickly so that nothing's getting too old and you're, you're getting a good experience. Plus they have the, the Mariano's experience where you can buy a pint and shop. Oh, nice. Um, which is, which was a, a change in grocery shopping that I, for one, I'm a huge fan of. And now, well, before we talk about Chicago, this is going to be fun. Um, bottle shares. We talked about bottle shares, but how? No, no, no bottle shares. Forgot about. Um, you mentioned going through Untapped and looking at the the grades that you gave gave for the beers. How much do you think your tastes change throughout the years? Uh, quite a bit. I um, quite a bit. I was a I was a smoker for a good part of the early time on Untapped, so I wasn't quite tasting as much as maybe I uh, I would have liked to. And I, I think I've, I've come to appreciate um, ex extreme bitterness a little bit more, mm -hmm. a little bit, a little bit better. Um, yeah, it, it, it's in the same way of everything. I, you know, I went, went overboard on some styles and then just kind of stopped, um, stopped caring for them, stopped drinking them. And now when I have them, I'm just like, oh, why did I, why did I spend so much time worried about finding the latest and greatest black IPA? This is, this is kind of just an overhopped porter. <laughs> um, you know, things like that. Just, it depends what you're, because I, the first milkshake IPAs I had, I, Looking at, again, trying to find that best beer that I've had. The first milkshake IPAs that I checked in on Untapped were like 4.5, 4.75. And was that, whoa, what is this? Yeah, and then, but then but then now my, my thing is more, is this really, like, yes, it's beer, but is it? Right. I mean, it's not right, I think, is, is, the, is the conclusion I've come to. <laughs> um, and maybe that's oversaturation. Maybe that's. So when do you think? The New England style IPAs are going to kind of go away. What's the next one? Well, I thought brute IPAs were going to were going to be the thing, um, but that hasn't really materialized. Um, I and I, I I would have thought that the New England IPAs were going to be fully replaced by the milkshake IPAs, but I think enough people have kind of hit that, hit that limit and realized, you know, I can have one or two, yeah. but I can't have, 
that many more. Um, if the Chicago scene is any indication, I think the, the next big thing, even though it's not new, is um, kettle sours. Hmm. So Ber fruited Berliner Weisses seem to be, Mars is doing a ton of those. Um, Low Res has a whole series of fruited Berliner Weisses. Hmm. Well, breweries on the East Coast, they make those a lot for quite a while, right? Vale and other ones. Yeah, and I, I, I think it's maybe... So it's not new, as I said. It's not new, but it might be new here. Yeah, it might be new here. It might be this is what people decide is is going to work in Chicago. I don't, I don't know. Just in time for the summertime? Yeah, and, and they are perfect for summer. Um, but also, I could see I could see a total throwback going back to like retro loggers, um, like pre-prohibition style loggers are phenomenal in the summer. And you've seen um, like Brooklyn, Brooklyn on the East Coast had the the Dodgers logger, the Brooklyn Dodgers logger. Um, Market Garden in Cleveland has got a pre-prohibition lager that's really incredibly drinkable. Um, I could see something like that happening too. Just an, an over a course overcorrection to something incredibly simple. Yeah, I've been enjoying lagers more than I guess I used to. It's there's there's a there's a large degree of things to appreciate in them um you know if it wasn't cellared correctly uh, or wasn't lagered correctly i'm sorry um so that it lost that the um the sulfur from that from that lager yeast um and just did they did they do the balance right of this the rich sweetness the rich thickness but the refreshing nature of it um Hey, his dog is really part of this. Hey. And he doesn't even drink. So. Yeah, no, yeah. You want that? So be quiet. Okay. You want that? No. That's fine. So I opened a bottle of something. Ah, it's vanilla. It's a stout. It's almost it's almost cakey. Cheers. Cheers. In the we'll talk about cakey <laughs> soon, because that's actually something I wanted to talk about. Yeah, that's cakey. Oh. Yeah, speaking of pastry stouts. <laughs> For sure. Wow. Yeah, this is this is the first time I'm having this is a special bottle that I have. Observing reason. Imperial stout with vanilla beans. Definitely. Oh, truly. Trillium and Bottle Logic. So it's a collab. Oh, wow. Two really good beer breweries that make, well, Trillium makes really good IPAs, but they make really good stouts too. But <clears throat> yeah. So speaking of pastry stouts, what do you think of pastry, pastry stouts, other than being super sweet? Um, I 
I like them in the context of a bottle share um, mm-hmm. because I can't really I can't really handle more than more than one or even sometimes more than half of one. Yep. Um, Doughboy, which was a, a Mars pastry stone mm-hmm. that uh, one of my former managers was a huge fan of. Um, is is for me the epitome of the style because it's somehow the lactose used and the the malt build that they have cuts slightly on the sweetness, so it's not as overly sweet, um, which which I think is is necessary. Um, yeah, I, sometimes they compensate. I don't want to say compensate because I don't brew. I just drink beer. Um, so I'm using terms incorrectly here. But um, sometimes I think they add coffee and something like like stuff like that to cut a little bit of the sweetness. Oh, for sure. And then it just becomes too much. That's what I'm liking about this one here. Like, yes, it's like a vanilla bomb. Oh, yeah, but it's it's like a birthday cake vanilla bomb. Um, I, I made cookies last night that smelled... Oh, I wish they'd have smelled this richly of just... <laughs> Absolutely incredible vanilla. Yeah, this is good. Oh, and it doesn't it doesn't even hint at the thirteen point nine percent alcohol by volume. Oh, I have a new favorite beer. <laughs> well, don't get used to that one. <laughs> <laughs> no longer in production according to Untapped here. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Wow. No, this is good. One of the surprise beers that I had, I think it was last year, um, Omnipolo makes a lot of like the crazy milkshake fruity or oh, yeah. fruity beers or pastry stouts. But it was a port, I want to say it was a, now I'm going to say this incorrectly, of course, but I want to say it was a porter, but he had like was a note meal porter. It was so good. Hmm. Because it had like the fact, like the body was good, was like it was just good. I'm like, why didn't I buy more of these? You know? Well, you know, I mean, you never know, and that's the problem, especially when you're traveling. Because you know, I, I, and bottles. <laughs> well, yeah, and bottles, but you just never know what the is it going to be worth it? Is it worth the investment? Because at some point. The, the good craft beer crosses a line from, oh, this is something to drink on Friday night to even if it's just... I'm going to save this forever. <laughs> or even if it's just to drink this weekend, this is still ending up becoming an investment because I'm buying such quantities of it and then we'll have to share, trade, and borrow my way through everything else. Um, yeah. But, you know, it's, it's the hobby we've chosen. It can get a little crazy, that's for sure. I, it's it's one of the qualms I have with the... So this is more like, there's more dog here than InfoSec. Oh, yeah, but there's, he is a lot of dog. Yeah, he's needy. He gets no love at home here. I, I can tell. <clears throat> clearly, yeah, right? clearly. So no, let's talk about Chicago. That's 
Oh, I was absolutely. going about this, right? So where do you buy beer? Or where do you recommend people to buy beer? Um, I First and foremost, I would recommend the Beer Temple um, on Elston at um, California. Californian Elston. Um, phenomenal place to buy beer on tap and also to buy cans and bottles which are actually cared for. Um, their attention to detail on that is second to none. Uh, otherwise, Binnie's is generally solid. Um, I Any favorite ones? Like, there's a bunch in the city, right? Yeah, I... Wherever I can get to, um, oh, since, I, since I don't have a car. Um, the one right next to Goose Island, North and Clybourne, mm -hmm. has an exception. Yeah, that's so, the biggest one. It, yeah, it's the biggest one. I think, I think it's the original. Um, or it's based on the original. Yeah, um, I hear they have a big line on Black Friday there. Oh, I, I'm never in town, so I, I never have to worry about it. That's good. I went last year to meet up a friend that was there. I wanted to give him some beers to bring back to his country. And he, yeah, he was there since noon on Thursday Oof. when the store would open on Friday at 7. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Don't, don't, yeah. You don't like bourbon county, I know. You like yeah. treats. It, I mean, it is good, but is it? I don't know if it's worth over 24 hours in line. Um, I don't know, man. It's crazy. Yeah, that's pretty wild. Uh, alarmist. So where's the, where's the, do we want to like drop an old day here and say where, where's the place you find Bourbon County all the time? I mean, the, shoot, the place. The, the place that you, you got the vanilla rye, dude. Oh, Bruno's, uh, they, they're less likely to have things now. Bruno's Packaged Goods right off of Loyola in Rogers Park had some had some pretty great stuff. Um, the liquor store off of Morse on the Red Line, um, which is the building right next door to Morse Fresh Market. I don't remember the name of the liquor store. They're cash only. They still had 2018 Bourbon County Vanilla the last time I was in there, which was a month ago. Um, the, uh, right next to the Grant Park Hotel there, uh, right next to Yolk, that little, that little liquor store, grocery store here had, um, Mon Cherie and oh. the standard and the wheat wine. That place is kind of new actually. It's been yeah, there it's, for like I, four months. They, they had the, the, the bottles were fully stocked back wow. of, of all of those, um, yeah, I think they've, they've been making a lot of bourbon coffee. They've been they've been for the past two three yeah they've years. they've upped the production a lot. I, I think in 2017 I bought most of my bottles at Walgreens because <laughs> I I was expecting shortages and then just kept yeah. seeing it, kept buying them, and now I'm still just slowly drinking through them. And when you have friends that care about beer, they're visiting Chicago. Where do you take them to drink beer? I do. I'll do one of two things. I'll go Beer Temple and then go to Metropolitan because it's a nice view in addition to decent beer. And then lift to Maplewood. Um, or I'll do 
start at Beguile, walk two blocks to Dovetail, walk to Half Acre, the OG Half Acre, get a burger and a beer at Bad Apple, flip a coin if we walk or lift to Empirical in bed by six. That was almost a full acre there. <laughs> it's 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 a little <laughs> more than a full acre. And after after three brewery stops, a burger and the beers at Bad Apple. No, which I is know. Also, right. Is this like one day? Is this like an oh, no, ultra marathon? That's the that's that? the full day. Yeah. It's uh, you just that because I used to live right there, right when Dovetail opened, and then I moved. I like that place. I it's you know again my. My, I'm part of like this Facebook group of, uh, of people that don't live in the U.S. Um, and they found Delta and this guy is like, this is awesome. And I'm like, yeah. Somebody's like, have you heard? I'm like, oh yeah, I heard. Have you have you done the tour? No, I have not. Oh. So there, Dovetail. If you if you haven't been, um, highly recommended. It's they, they stick to mainly traditional German style beers. Um, and they're, they're so traditional. They're so emphatic on being traditional that they brought in all of their equipment from Germany. So some of their fermenters are on their sides in these submarine looking yellow <laughs> fermenters. And if you go into the basement, or those are serving tanks, I'm sorry. But if you go into the basement, they have traditional German open fermenters um, which is just shocking to see, but so cool. And then you go upstairs and they have the drop table or the drop ship, drop ship or drop table. I don't remember what the technical term is, but cool basically ship. cool ship. Yes. Yep. And they, they'll, they'll pipe the beer up and let it cool kind of traditionally mm. in this big essentially table. And just, and get everything that is like, yeah, so sometimes <laughs> sometimes it's it's to catch things, and sometimes it's just to cool traditionally. It's yep. it's a great tour, um, and they do yoga in the bottle room, or in the in the barrel room too. Oh, nice! So you can you not know. this dog, but when you had the other dog, we did a a dog birthday party at Dovetail. Oh, dog wasn't happy. People were. <laughs> That's well. There's always going to be one winner and one loser. Yeah. What's your? This is not on the list. I'm sorry. Um, not your favorite brewery in terms of beer, but your favorite brewery slash tap room in terms of how I freaking love going there. That place is cool. Oh, um, or can be more than one. I alarmist. I have always enjoyed getting there. Um, just that, that Lejeune on tap is so nice and you can see why it won the, the gold medal two years ago or whatever that was. And um, now they're making variations of that, right? Oh, absolutely. And they're, they're golden. Um, maybe not gold medal, but golden. Um, off color, Mousetrap is. Every, that place is beautiful. It's the artwork on the walls is stunning. It's snarky in places. Um, they just they have a really great sense of who they are and what they want. And 
I've never been there and seen the same beers on the wall yep. twice. Um, and they're just super chill. The whole bring your food in is phenomenal. Um, and then my, my third would be Mars. I can't, I can't get enough of Mars. Um, <laughs> I love Mars. I, I, and, and then since they rolled out the CBD cocktail line, I can, I can, I can bring so they my make cocktails. Uh, they make CBD elixirs. Oh, right. Yeah. Um, which means but it's that not that they make co- cocktails. Like not that I've run into. Okay. Um, but I, I could see them trying to start that. I wouldn't be surprised if they're working on a distillery somewhere in that in that complex, and then it's going to come out later. Um, but I you never know. My my wife doesn't drink beer, so I uh, when they when they introduced the CBD the CBD seltzers, I uh, I was able to bring her there because she could drink something too. So yeah. thank you. Do you want to talk about hacker cons or? I, I you know, I, I, I thought about that one too. And I, my problem is I, I only have two that I've been to. I've, I've been to ThoughtCon and I've been to ThoughtCon B-Sides. Because DevOps Days isn't really a hacker con. Oh, you mean B-Sides Chicago? B-Sides Chicago, okay. yeah. And Which one? Uh, two years ago. Where, where was that? Like, uh, it was at the... Oh God! In Logan Square, Crown Royal Liquor, Royal Liquors, something like that. Okay, um, I don't think it was. There. It wasn't. It wasn't great. Um, yeah, so, so ThoughtCon. Okay, um, but that's again, I like I, ThoughtCon. my 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 imposter syndrome uh, kicks in when it comes to stuff conversations like that because ThoughtCon's all I've been to, and I. How long have you been going to ThoughtCon? Uh, five years at this okay, point. Okay, that's, that's um, It's a solid conference. Yeah, and that's that's where I, because of that con, I learned to pick locks, and yeah. then uh, started running the the lockpick village at that con too. So that's, that's good. I, I am I'm quite biased. <laughs> Just a little bit. <clears throat> and uh, 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 do you listen to podcasts at all? Um, here and there, I, I haven't found any beer podcasts that I've, that have stuck with me. Um, I, like, how many have you tried without naming names? This one is going to suck. I'm like, yeah. trust me. I'm like, I don't care. But, <laughs> yeah. No. But like, I try to listen to, like, I try to listen to a couple. I'm like, yeah, no, I don't care. Right. That's why I'm like, where where to buy beer, where to drink beer, what do you like, what do you yeah, like? like? People have to get out, get something out of this, right? Sure, sure. No, I, I mean, that's, that's the difference. Like, this here. beer that I'm drinking now is very delicious. I paid a lot of money for that. <laughs> the body is, oh, you cannot see it. That's great. Yeah, no, that's very right. Um, I, five or ten. I, okay. I mean, I because I, I care about... That's the problem, right? It's traditional stuff. It's coming back, coming full circle. I care about InfoSec. You better do. <laughs> Hashtag HopSec. Um, and, I, and I care. I, I'm really interested in traditional styles. So you get things like people deep diving into Belgians and talking about like your Duval and your ship, your Chimay's and your Trappist stuff. And just, yeah. Like, I don't know. 
So I tried, haven't found anything I've liked. Hopefully this one sticks. And I guess the final one is, yeah, you said hashtag Hopsack. You named this podcast. I, I only took the material you gave me and, and worked it just a little yeah, bit. It, yeah, it was not easy. No, yeah. I, I'm I'm glad I I'm glad that you gave me so many options to to look at and weigh in on because yeah. I I was I was going to struggle pretty mightily with that. Um, I've been like usually I don't I make a decision like good or bad I make a decision and that's what that is whatever I had options. Um, the second option is from another person that you know that he's going to be the person I'm going to be talking two days from now so I'm not going to say who that is. Um, he gave me a good idea. You saw the idea, but I'll dis discuss the names with them. But yeah, you, yesterday you're like, oh yeah, this. I'm like, yeah, I'll do Hopsack. Hopsack is good. Obviously taken all over the place and nobody does anything with that. Like, so I had to, it's going to be like H0P53C, but I mean, it is what it is, right? Well, so that'll be the password for the Instagram account, and uh, even the dog knows that. Come on. That's true. That's true. That's uh, that's the problem with ciphers. Yeah. So the verdict of this beer is that it's good. Right? Um, yes. Not that I'll be able to, but ten out of ten would drink again. We can try if they make it next year or this year, whatever. <clears throat> did we 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 did say what this was the observing reason? God, if only uh, Falcon Red were here, he would. Yeah, I can't. Yeah, I cannot say that. I wonder if I'm like. I still haven't figured out how to do this remotely. Oh, that would be. He would be. He would be a great. Oh yeah, a great character to have on. Oh yeah, I have to have to tell him about it. Um, but yeah, I'm like I'm gonna open now this beer. So that's you. Yeah, no, that that doesn't <laughs> that doesn't work. Um, and I, you know, if you have people traveling that they can tell you about where they've been to, that was great in a, a given town. Um, yeah, we should keep track and. Yeah. And then hopefully have a bottle share or bottle shares at For the sure. hacker cons and so on and so forth. And, uh, For sure. You could uh, you could do an international international hop sec in Denmark. That'll be interesting, yeah. Yeah, we'll see how that goes. Yeah, we're gonna talk about beer festivals. Have you you don't like beer festivals that much. I, I, right? I, I exhibit so little self-control that I don't go to them anymore. Um, Which one did you go? I, Which ones did you go to? So I went to the first three or four Hoptacular, beer Hoptacular in Chicago. Okay. Um, there where, was, where was that? Uh, the Aragon Theater. Okay. Um, wow. Oh, man. Yeah, that was... Uh, How long ago? 2009 through 2012. Okay. Um, I broke my phone every year I went to that. Yeah, it's a place you break your phone. Right? As, as you do, or as I do. 
Um, and then a couple others here and there that, um, you know, like... Yeah, I think the first ones we went to were uh, the ones at the Union Station. Chicago Craft Beer, blah, blah. Yeah. Yep. And then after, like, the third years, like, we have the same breweries and the same beers. So that are... Not yeah. those anymore. Yeah. Um, I mean, uppers and downers seems like an interesting one. If I if I were going to go to one, that would be one that I definitely choose. Um, the Chicago Beer Society put on their hazy days, hmm. which seemed really interesting. Um, but again, I, I actually had a conflict. I would have gone to that, I think. Um, and then back to traditional styles, uh, Chicago Beer Society, again, is Day of the Living Ales. So it's cask, like real, like the, the campaign for real yep. ale, um, which I think maybe that goes a little too far, but somebody has to try to keep it around. Yep. So. Right on. Yeah. Okay, Pablo Drinking, thanks for doing this. Hey, thanks for having me, Effin. Yeah. Cheers. And I'll see you next time. Indeed. Okay. Bye.